Welcome to the Fellowship Students Podcast, Episode 3, Forgiveness. I'm Mela. I'm Levi. My name's Forrest. We are here. Um, this group here uh, took about two weeks or so and spent some time studying the topic forgiveness. And so through our study time, we ended up having some different bullet points that came up that we'd really like to discuss to help us understand forgiveness and what that looks like and really dig into God's word and see how God has defined forgiveness and how he has shown us with his perfect example through that. So before we jump into those bullet points, I want to quickly read uh, the definition for forgiveness. So it says, uh, it is a term used to indicate pardon for a fault or offense or to excuse from payment for a debt owed. So now that we've got the definition of forgiveness, let's dig into these bullet points and let's talk about this. So the first bullet point I have here is explain our need for forgiveness. We are in need of forgiveness, not from the people on earth, but from God. So without forgiveness, we spend eternity in hell and that is eternity away from God. And we do not want that because it's not good down there. Yeah, sure. And and so now you're talking about this forgiveness and you're talking about forgiveness from God. But what if you have a conversation with someone and they tell you they maybe feel they haven't done anything wrong or they don't feel like they need forgiveness? Well, we all have sinned and need forgiveness. Uh Romans 3.23 is, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So that is saying we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Make okay. sense. Yeah. It's very straightforward. Straightforward. Yeah. But makes sense. So it's pretty much talk about everyone, right? Yeah. Everyone except for Jesus. Jesus is... Sure. Hasn't sinned. Yep. Yep. And so what, um, through that conversation, how would you um, build off of that? I mean, that's, that's what God's word says, right? But how can you make it relatable? Can either of you make it relatable for yourselves? Maybe past experiences, people you know, um, you know, is there something you can help others relate to that? Well, here recently... Uh, Easter actually I got baptized and it was like it wasn't just like a one thing like it took I think we started like December of just talking about it and then like uh, sitting in Pastor Rob's office like we prayed with him and I asked God for all like forgiveness of all my sins and all that and then like it took months after that of just praying to him and talking to God and asking him for forgiveness over and over again before I actually was able to go through with the baptism. And I feel like through that, I was able to get friends who didn't come to church at all to start coming, and now they're wanting to get baptized as well. Sure. So, all right, so you're saying, I'm going to build off of what you're saying there, is you said multiple times of prayer, but um, something that uh, we have to remember is, do you feel like you have to... Um, ask for forgiveness, receive salvation, and then do you lose it? Do you have to regain it back? 
do you end up having a need for it and then you lose forgiveness and have to get it back from God? Is that something you can lose? Do you think that? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Okay. So it's very, very, you know, I think it's depends. Um, I think you don't lose forgiveness from God, but you have to continually ask for it. So say I ask for forgiveness from me sinning, doing this one thing. I got my forgiveness from that, but I might do something else. And I'll have to ask forgiveness for that. So um, one like really big moment in my life was not this Mexico trip, but the last one I went to my first time. I was away from God, but I had to basically, you know, just ask him to forgive me for my sins and just redo everything for asking for forgiveness. And I knew I was already saved, but it was just kind of a thing to remind me of that like thing, that prayer I said when I was five. I guess maybe that's where it can maybe get confusing, you know, throughout this conversation is the word forgiveness. There is being saved, right? Do you think you can lose your salvation? Maybe I should have asked it better that way. Can you lose your salvation? Um, again, difficult question. Uh, it is because the world can also play a part in telling us what we feel about this. I feel like if you were to happen to get into like the wrong friend group or start messing around with like the wrong people and falling into bad habits, then it could lead you into losing your salvation. Like, say you get in, you go to college and you get into a bad like group of people then you could start losing your motivation to open your Bible and just sit and read it for five or 10 minutes a day. You could stop going to church on Sundays or youth group on Wednesday nights um, because the people that you're hanging out with have pushed you to do that. So it's just kind of like the um, bad influences kind of. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, it's, you don't mm, trying to make sure I don't say the wrong thing. Uh, You're good. Losing your salvation is, uh, I don't, I don't think uh, you can lose it. I mean, I think, look, I think you do, or you could. Like, if you just completely cut yourself away from God and say, "Hey, I don't believe in Him anymore," and like everything from that point A to point B, and then B to C, you're just forget everything that you're taught from between A and B and you just forget everything you cut yourself away from God I think that's when you could lose it but if from like that you know the time when you start cutting yourself away from God you don't ask for salvation again you have to get reminded so that's what I think Sure. So I love where this is going. And um, for the three of us, we know prior to hitting the record button, when we do this, we talk about our conversation prehand and we did not go into this direction at all beforehand. And I, but I really like where this is going because this is a common 
thing for not just young people, but even uh, people older age maybe struggle with in understanding, right? And so can you lose salvation? No, you can't lose salvation. But the way you're talking about Levi is almost like we, so last year when we, for youth, um, uh, last ministry year, remember the word we always, I would always mention through the book of John. Do you remember that, what that word was? I know I'm testing your memory. It's been all summer long. Um, no, no idea. It's the word believe. The word believe. believe. Yeah. Now remember how I said that the word believe can be just words that come out of our mouth. Right. But if it comes from the heart, if we truly believe we have to mean it. And so now you're talking about the possibilities of maybe people going through that motion, maybe people saying they believe, but maybe don't truly believe. But the thing is, God's the only one that knows. So when we look at people and we don't see the fruit, we have no right to say if they are saved or not. God knows who truly believed it. We just got to hope and trust that they are saved. Okay. So that's where it gets a little tricky within forgiveness. Yes, forgiveness and salvation, they intertwine and go together. Okay. We have to be um, forgiven of our sins, right? There is, yes, we have to go back every day we, we sin, right? We're sinners. We mess up. We do things that we shouldn't have done. And we have to go back to God and ask for forgiveness. That does not mean we have to go back and ask for salvation again. We just, the Holy Spirit convicts us and reminds us we messed up, we did something wrong. We go back to God and ask for forgiveness, right? So even as a believer, we are in need of forgiveness for things. That does not mean we're now unsaved because we messed up. It just means we are someone that is saved and is recognizing there is still room for us to grow. And so we need to go back and ask for forgiveness again. That makes sense? And then when you're talking about the whole uh, baptism thing, Mela, it's baptism is not, um, it is, it is, it is a response of your salvation. It's not a part of your salvation. You don't have to get baptized to be saved. Baptism is our first way of being obedient to God, right? Because he tells us when we are saved, we should go get baptized. So we are being obedient and going being baptized. That is after the whole salvation came into play. Okay. So we got to remember when we talk about those things, baptism is not a part of salvation. It is like a celebration of our being saved. Right. And so scripture is very clear. We are, um, once we are believers, once we are saved, we are in the hands of God. God has us and we are in his care. And that's through grace, right? If it's something that can be lost, that means you have to earn it. It means you have to do something. And we know we can't earn salvation on our own. It's through grace, okay? So going off that, let's go to the next bullet point. What is the price without forgiveness? The price without forgiveness is eternity in hell. You, If you don't, ask forgiveness from God for your sins, then you're going to be disconnected for God from eternity. Sure. Um, like eternal separation. Yeah. Eternal separation from God. Eternal separation is like, to me sounds scary. Like 
I have no idea what, you know, hell is going to be like. Uh, but it's eternal suffering down there. Just alone being alone. separated yeah. from God is the worst thing that could possibly happen. I think you may have it pulled up. Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. So the wages of sin is death, right? Yep. Eternal separation from God. The verse 23 there is, it starts off with some pretty bad news, but then it comes back with some good news, which is pretty cool because it's a gift, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So how do we receive forgiveness of our sins? How do we receive salvation? Confess your sins to God and like a prayer. So you confess your your sins. And then you ask for forgiveness for your, your sins. And then you repent, which is basically saying you don't want to sin anymore. And you want to go a different direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Romans 3, 22 through 24 says the righteousness of God is through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe since there's no distinction for all who have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. That's a good addition to that. Um, What are the key words within that that we need to maybe really focus on? There's two or three of them. Believe. Believe is one which we touched on that a little bit already. There's another one. It goes hand in hand together. Faith. <laughs> faith. There you go. Right? Faith. Faith in Christ. Um, so I'm going to mention a verse that uh, goes right along with what you just read, Mela. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says, For you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift. So we are in need of salvation, right? We are in need of rescue. And here's the answer right here. Okay? Through Jesus. Now, why through Jesus? What did Jesus do to make that even possible? Died on the cross for all of our sins. Okay, yeah. Prior to that, he came down to earth perfect, sinless, as a baby, all 33 years of his life, didn't sin once, became that perfect sacrifice. He died, rose again on the third day, and conquered death and conquered sin. That's why putting our faith in him can, can, is, is what saves us from sin, saves us from eternal separation from God. Like I mentioned this on what we talked about last year during youth group. You want to touch on a little bit on the word belief or faith? You can say that like you believe in God, but then saying that you put all your faith in God is like, it's two different things. Like you could be at your school with your group of friends and be like, oh yeah, like I believe in him and all this. And then you could say, but I have all my faith in Jesus Christ, meaning you not necessarily mean that, oh, you just like go to church, but you spend time in your Bible every day. You do the daily devotions. Um, you 
pray to him every chance that you get. Like there's a difference between just believing and putting all your faith in him. While I was listening to you guys, I pulled up the definition of faith out of here. This is the the Bible dictionary here. And um, we're hitting like this will hit right in the middle of what you guys are talking about. So today, um, faith denotes trust. Faith does not function as a verb in uh, contemporary English. The verb to believe has replaced the verb to faith. The English noun faithfulness denotes trustworthiness and dependability. So the faith is the trust, right? And believing is the knowing what he has done, who he is, right? And how we can receive forgiveness. And then going back to how do we receive, we receive that that whole original when you turn to God. The, the reason we went in this order for these bullet points is the why? Because we are all sinners, right? So we have to, when we go to God, we have to recognize and tell him, I recognize that I am a sinner. And then what is the price? God, I know I deserve to pay that price, but you sent your son to die on the cross for my sins. So I didn't have to pay that price. So I put my faith in you. I believe what you said. I believe what you did. And I put my faith in you. This is the reason why we went in this order with these bullet points. Now that original, that's where you receive salvation. All right. And you're asking forgiveness of your sins. The whole forgiveness thing still keeps going. Salvation's there, right? But the forgiveness is something where we have to continually go back to God and say, hey, I see this area in my life that I'm messing up. Please forgive me. Okay. So there's where um, we have to have those things, but we have to start at salvation, right? Start at salvation through that, be forgiven of our sins. So now, Here's the last bullet point that I have, and this is the toughest one for believers and unbelievers, and it's forgiving others. So thoughts, maybe even there's some references you want to go to. Go for it, Levi. So to for forgiving others, um, Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive one another just as God also forgave you in Christ. So it's it's saying that God made us in his image. So as we kind of drifted off and became sinners, he forgave us and he still wants us to be in his image. So he wants us to forgive others if, you know, they hurt you. You know, they might have you or like, you might have said something to them that hurt them and you weren't trying to, but God wants us to forgive them. Mm-hmm. You know, Forrest, you said something just jokingly and it hurt me, but I have to tell you and say, hey, that hurt, but I forgive you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like the way you're talking there is, it's almost, it, that, that brings up the question, do you wait to forgive until they ask for forgiveness or do you just forgive before it even happens? Right. What do you think? Wait till they ask for forgiveness or are you just straight to forgive? I think, I think you got to forgive before they ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Just be ready to let go of that. Right. Because 
like like I said, you might have said something to me jokingly. You're not going to know that hurt me. So I'd be I have to tell you, "Hey, that hurt." Just a disclaimer, I probably I wouldn't do that, right? Are you looking at me like that all the time? All the time. Yeah, you Stop do all the time. It. It's okay. I forgive you, Forrest. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, in those ver- in that verse you just read, does it read almost like it's an option, or is God telling us? Like I don't want to be like Demi Downer and say like, oh, it's an option, but it really is. Like we should do it. It's advice for us, right? So we have free will, yeah, right? but. We should. Um, like you, you were saying the image of God. If we yeah. if we we understand forgiveness, we know how much we don't deserve forgiveness. Yet God forgives us. Yeah. So we let it flow through us mm-hmm. into other people's lives. That is being image bearers of God, right? Yeah. Now, the whole big question. I know Mela is just waiting for me to ask this. I think she has her Bible turned to this already. Is what if someone keeps doing the same thing over and over again, right? Or they keep doing something wrong and they, you keep having to forgive them. The question comes in, how many times should I forgive this person? Mela. Hold on, I got to find it again. <laughs> I thought you were turning right to okay, it. I just had it. Okay. Matthew 18, 21 says, Then Peter approached him and asked, Lord, how many times must I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? As many times, as many as seven times? I tell you not as many as seven, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven, which equals 490 times. The only reason you're pointing that out is because earlier my math was way off. <laughs> yeah, uh, 240, like bud. 200. We didn't have to point that out. Okay, but... 70 times 7, which is 490. At that time, you're just going to lose count. So it's just pointless to even keep count of it. So basically, the Bible is saying limitlessly. Keep forgiving. Yep. Here's another thing to think about. What if God told you you only have this many times that I'll forgive you and then I don't forgive you? That wouldn't be great. Yeah. I think that's we would all not the definition of grace. Like, um, like Ephesians, or not Ephesians, Romans three twenty three, we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Uh-huh. So that's not the whole verse, but that's you know the end. <laughs> and I think what you're pointing at is that we, we all have need fallen short. We yeah, all we're need, all messing up. Yeah, and that even includes messing up towards one another. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ephesians 2, 4 through 8 says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, he made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. You were saved by grace. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus, for you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift. Mm-hmm. So it's a gift given to us that we should be open and yep. willing to share with Which others. Which is why we should do it limitlessly. Right. It's because it was God, God's gift. We should use it. Because mm-hmm. he didn't have to give it to us. He Absolutely didn't have to not. give us the option to forgive. Now, a good reminder is why he did it, right? It's because he wanted a relationship with us. Sin separates us from him. 
And so we need to be rescued from that to be able to have that relationship with him. And so he strives, he wants to have that relationship with us. So he went and made that first move to make things right. All we have to do is put our faith in him. Naturally, we will forgive others because we understand what forgiveness looks like now, right? Is there anything that you guys want to add into this whole conversation? Just kind of forgive people. You know, they might hurt you, but it's not worth the trouble of not forgiving them, you know? Yeah. Don't forget to forgive. Yeah. You know, like I said, if Forrest says something to you jokingly and it hurts your feelings, oh. don't be scared to go up to Forrest yep. and be like, I'm very approachable. He's, he's short. You know. yeah, he's, he's short. Yeah, he's, he's not short. that tall. You'll be, that. you'll be looking at his forehead when you're. <laughs> okay. So as we close, coming up here, uh, the month of August for the youth here at Fellowship Community Church, we are doing no more events. We're going to try and get to where we're closing out the summer. And then September 10th is when our youth fall kickoff is. We're going to have food. I'm working on getting a dessert food truck here. We're going to have yard games. Okay. It's going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. on September 10th. That's a Sunday night. We'll see you then.